Welcome to the newest edition of the Claims Coach Podcast. I'm Kevin Quinley. I am an insurance claims specialist who serves as an expert witness on litigated insurance disputes around the country, sometimes retained on behalf of insurance companies, sometimes retained on behalf of policyholders in federal and in state courts. We're doing a series on building a good faith, reasonable COVID-19 coverage investigation. The context is that there are a number of articles, often from our good friends in the defense bar, talking about COVID coverage and potential COVID bad faith implications, but basically leading us down the path of saying, make sure that you do a good faith investigation without giving us much guidance on just what that would involve. Thank you very much. What we're trying to do here is fill that void. So, Last week, I discussed uh, RTFP, Read the Freaking Policy. Here we are on number two. First, a little interlude on where we stand, because COVID-19 coverage litigation, as you would imagine, is not going away. Uh, According to the update from IRMI, the International Risk Management Institute in Dallas, they report that over 1,000 state and federal cases have been filed in the U.S., seeking coverage for business income, these are time element losses, from uh, policyholders. And they even have a map. If you go to Ermi's website, you can see a map. 37 states have coverage litigation. It's interesting to see where it's concentrated. Um, Number one, surprise, surprise, the great state of California with 91 cases. This was as of a week or so ago. The numbers are going to be fluid. So California, number one. Number two, surprise, surprise, the sunshine state of Florida. Uh, Number three, Pennsylvania with 89. And then it looks like uh, Ohio with 61, Illinois with 60. They've got it it color-coded, but uh, take a a look at that. It it also notes that currently insurance companies hold the upper hand, okay? Okay. If you're keeping score, I know the NFL season has started. If you're keeping score with regard to COVID coverage litigation, uh, there is a trend in favor so far of insurance companies. Um, Eleven courts have entered summary judgment or dismissal in favor of insurance companies. Okay, Um, One state court, Missouri, in two cases, rejected the insurer's arguments to dismiss the claims. So it doesn't mean that it's covered. It just means it survived uh, some some kind of early challenge or summary disposition motion. So um, this is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. I, I highly recommend that you uh, you go on Ermi's website. If you don't already, subscribe to their Ermi update. I think it's weekly. It's free. They do have a lot of content that's behind a paywall, but Ermi uh, also generates a lot of free value-added content if you're an insurance professional. So let's get to tip number two, which is contact the insured and get a statement or try to get a statement or an interview. I'm talking about an interview with or a statement from the insured is a cornerstone, a keystone of a reasonable coverage investigation. Let me put it this way. Any insurance company that denies coverage without ever having at least spoken with the policyholder or tried to, is going to be open 
to a bad faith claim based upon deficient investigation. So getting a statement from the policyholder or an interview or at least talking with the insured or trying to and documenting that, that's a cornerstone of really any reasonable first party investigation, whether it's COVID or not. Now in the olden days, when I was a fledgling adjuster, it was customary for adjusters to go out in person and to get signed statements from policyholders, claimants, even witnesses. Okay, uh, With the advent of telephone adjusting, though, recorded statements have become more the norm. So forgive me if I sound like one of those old geezer adjusters pining for the good old days when adjusters routinely went out to accident scenes with cameras, not digital cameras, film that you had to take to photo, photo mat and recorders the, the size of a paperback book and carbon paper to take signed statements. I feel like the old guy on his porch wearing black socks and sandals yelling, kids, get off my lawn. But at least try to get a statement from the insured. Request a statement if they're if they're represented by counsel, which often they may be. If you can, get a recorded statement. It doesn't have to be signed. But if you can get a recorded statement or can't get one, at least get an interview with the insured and take notes about what they say and put those notes in the claim file notes section. But document in the claim file what what you've done as a claims person to contact the insured and get their statement about the claim. Now, if they blow you off, if they refuse to give you a statement or an interview, document that in the claim file, because it could provide the basis for a coverage defense of non-cooperation. And even if the insured has a lawyer, make the request through the lawyer for a statement. If the lawyer refuses, request an interview. If, If I can't get a statement, how about an interview? Let me talk with the policyholder. Again, If the policyholder's attorney rebuffs these requests, document that in the claim file. But what you want to do is build a paper trail uh, showing that you, as the adjuster, are diligently trying to get the insured's version of the accident. Because that claim file is going to be the chief exhibit or sections of it. It's going to be the chief foundational document. Months or years later down the road, 2024, when when you may be on to another company, and now it's a bad faith case, it's a breach of contract and bad faith case. If you don't get, if you do get access to the insured, then you know include in your questions queries such as, was any of your property physically damaged? Okay, please list for me each item of property that was physically damaged. What was the nature of the damage? If I looked at the piece of property, could I visibly tell that it had been damaged? Have you gotten or been able to obtain any repair estimates for repairing the property damage? Was your business shut down because of a government edict or because tests showed that your facility and its property was in fact contaminated by COVID-19. Now, the the topic of what questions to include 
in a statement is beyond the scope, the intended scope of, of this podcast. But those are just some thoughts in terms of uh, questions to include. If the insured has an attorney, it's, it's possible that they won't let you have access or they may, not, they may not let you ask those questions. They may instruct the policyholder not to answer them. That's fine. That's fine. Just document that. Uh, in some cases, you may want to invoke the insurance company's right to what's called an examination under oath, an EUO. Check and read the policy first to make sure that it gives the insurance company that right. But many first-party property policies do. Now, we normally associate EUOs with fraud claims, but it doesn't have to be that kind of break glass in case of emergency scenario. Uh, in cases of business interruption due to COVID-19, absent any physical damage to property, that's a situation that could merit invoking the insurance company's right to an examination under oath. The core point here, the takeaway from this podcast is that the adjuster should make a good faith effort, a diligent effort to get the version of the quote unquote accident. I'll just put that in air quotes from the policyholder. And if you succeed, put that in the claim file. If you don't succeed because you're rebuffed or blown off by the insured or the insured's lawyer, document that in the claim file. Okay, but create a record that you are trying to investigate. You are trying to develop facts. And if you are thwarted in that endeavor, document, document, and document. Getting the insured's version of the loss, or at least making reasonable efforts to do so, is going to be a cornerstone of a reasonable COVID-19 coverage investigation, or really Again, on a broader scope, any first-party property claim investigation. So in our next episode, we will discuss a third component of a reasonable COVID-19 coverage investigation, so stay tuned. So hey, if you like the content here, please subscribe to this podcast and check my website at www.claimscoach.com. Uh, or reach out to me, connect with me via LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, and visit my website, Quinley Risk Associate, for my full menu of services. So thank you for listening. Be sure to check back for future claims and risk management resources from Quinley Risk Associate, including our next episode on building your good faith COVID-19 coverage investigation.